You ever wondered why we as humans are so different than anything else in creation? As you look at animals or trees or other created things, you recognize that humans have a special place in all that God has made. If you believe that what the Bible says is true, then you know from Genesis 1 and 2 that God created humanity to be the crown of His creation. Out of the dust of the earth, He formed Adam with His hands and gave to him the breath of life. Out of the rib of Adam, He formed Eve, his wife, to live with him. You know that God gave Adam and Eve authority to rule and have dominion over creation, to be his representatives on the earth. But how should we respond to that? What should we do with it? That's what David's going to show us in the psalm we're going to look at today. My prayer is that as we study it, you'll understand your God-given role in creation and worship the Lord even more in your daily life. So if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you've established strength because of your foes, to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? And you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You've given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. David opens up in worship to the Lord his God. You can tell in verse 1 that it's intended to be sung by a congregation of God's people. So you can imagine our choir on the stage singing these words together. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. In my Bible, the first Lord is in all capital letters, which stands for Yahweh, the covenant name God used with his special people, the nation of Israel. But David knew that Yahweh was not only God over Israel, but also his name was majestic in all the earth. This is what we see when flowers bloom in the springtime, when a thunderstorm sweeps over the land, God's majesty in all the earth. But not only is God's majesty in the earth, but his glory is set above the heavens. This is seen when we look in the night sky and see the countless stars or see the full moon shining bright. God's glory set above the heavens. David makes clear in the first few lines the purpose for this song. He is worshiping the Lord his God. He sees that God is the ultimate power in the universe and that he is responding in praise to him. But he doesn't stop there. In verse 2, he says something that might sound a little strange to us. He says, Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. 
David's saying that God uses the praises of children and infants to quiet and deter his enemies. I don't know about you, but if I were going into battle, my first choice of weapon would not be singing children. As heartwarming as this sound may be, I don't think it's going to do much for me when I'm in combat. But David knows that God uses not only the grand earth and heavens, but also what's weak and insignificant to display his power and glory. Paul saw saw something similar in 1 Corinthians. He's writing to the church there. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 26 says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. Chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Nothing on earth can compare with the glory and power of God. And David is using this imagery of great and small to bring this truth out. As we look at verses 3 through 8, the language shifts. Right? It's no longer a congregation singing, but now a soloist. So you can imagine our choir stepping back and then one of our soloists coming forward to sing these words. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? I felt this recently as I was going to walk with Katie and our dog. One of our favorite paths is not far from our house behind West Park over off Main Street. Walking through the woods, you see all the trees and even a stream that flows through the woods and by the park. On one of these walks, I was amazed at the creation around me. I mean, the clouds hovering over us, the trees and the plant life and the songs of the birds all around us. And I felt so small in all the creation around me. In a similar way, David is looking up at the sky and Seeing the heavens that God has made, the intricate and detailed work of God. He sees the stars and the moon and he realizes how small he is in comparison. Maybe you've had a similar situation where maybe you go to the zoo and you go to the elephant or giraffe exhibit. And the elephant is walking up and it gets close to you and you suddenly realize how tiny you are in comparison. David uses the language man and son of man in verse 4. When he says this, he's not referring just to men, but he's referring to humanity as a whole, both male and female. He's looking at creation and wonders why God would take so much interest in such weak and frail creatures. You can even see in the language, the way he asked the question, that... It's only because of God's grace and mercy that he would consider man. Nothing that humanity has done would deserve this care. But not only is God mindful and caring of mankind, 
He also gives them a responsibility. We see this in verses 5 through 8. It says, Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. The words here mirror almost exactly with the words we find in the creation story in Genesis 1. You want to turn there, but in Genesis 1, verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. David says that we have been made a little lower than the heavenly beings, that we are less than divine, but we are high above all other creation. He says that God has crowned us with glory and honor. We are God's chosen representatives of vice regents on the earth. It says that we have been given dominion over the works of God's hands, that he has put all things under our feet. We have been given the high honor and privilege to have dominion and to rule over all of God's creation, including animals, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, livestock, and all of the works of God's hands. David himself experienced this even at an early age as he was a shepherd tending the flocks of his father. We can even see examples of this in our own day, right? Many of you have pets as that you have that you train and if you work with them enough, you can train them to sit or to even fetch a ball. Others of you have lawns or gardens that you love to plant flowers and other plants to show beauty and to provide food. In all of this, and all that David says and the examples that we have around us, we can see that we have a special role in all of God's creation. And lastly, verse 9 David ends in praise again to worship God. He says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The congregation joins back in in full worship to the God who gives such authority to man. It's going back to the question that I asked at the beginning. How should we respond to this? What should we do? David shows us that the only appropriate response is worship to God. This is why we sing songs like, How Great Thou Art, which say, O Lord, my God, when I an awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. But we don't naturally desire to sing this psalm. Since the fall of Adam and Eve and sin, humanity has been in rebellion against God, not ruling as God intended. Some examples of this we see is when rivers and lakes are depleted by overfishing, when roads and parks are covered in trash, or drugs that were intended to bring healing are abused in recreation. Creation itself is broken and is longing 
for to be made new again. Book of Romans says that creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. Creation is yearning for God-fearing, God-worshipping people to rule over it. But how do sinners in rebellion to God become worshipers and followers of God that rightly rule over creation? The New Testament tells us that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth. He lived a perfect life. He died on a cross for sins, and He rose victoriously to reign as King over all creation. That if we If you trust in this king, if you worship him, he will give you a new heart that will want to sing this psalm. You'll desire to be a good steward of what God has given you. And as a church, this is why we want to do things like our foyer renovation or outside landscaping well. We want to be good stewards of what God has entrusted to us. If we trust in this king, we'll also be given new hearts that will sing praises to his creator. We will sing songs like, How Great Thou Art, with all creatures of our God and King. And we will long to worship together. And I long to join with you again, hopefully soon, gather together and worship our Lord.